have you ever thought of starting your very own podcast? Doing the research, I found something that would have made editing easy and seamless and makes the podcasting experience just that much easier. And I am talking about Ludo. This is a podcast software that I use for our editing of our episodes. It is amazing. It is easy. You're also able to get help from chat, doing chats and getting the information that maybe you just need a little more help with. They also have access to different articles that can also help you that have been just godsends for me. Also with Aludu, you can create clips, you can do your ads, thus like this very one I'm doing right now, and you can create your trailer very seamlessly just by the clicks of buttons. You can also use Aludu to publish your episodes just straight from the software. It's so easy. I highly, highly recommend it. You can get access to Aludu by using our unique link, which you can find our show notes just down there at the bottom at the show notes. And you can get access to an easy software. Welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Tanika. And today we are talking B90. But before we do, we have a couple things that we need to go through announcements, a couple hot goss, and memes. So, first, announcements. I did announce this on um on the bachelorette uh episode but it has now been officially announced for last resort molly and kelly and kalani on osvalu and i know that the trailer if that's what they want to call it is out now um it's okay <laughs> i think the only thing that i'm kind of interested in seeing that I think I completely missed um before is that Oswelu has been a cheater. So that's the only thing I'm kind of interested in on uh learning about. Um but yeah so there's that and the ultimatum. The new season of the OG Ultimatum is coming back it's coming on August 23rd, and we will cover the show. Jesus. <laughs> There's going to be a lot. I don't know if the show's going to overlap a little bit with Love is Blind. I don't know. Still haven't heard anything about After the Altar yet. I would think that's coming soon. Um, but 
yeah, that's coming. We're going to cover it. I'm not sure how, how that's going to work, how many episodes are going to release. Probably have to be patient with me with this because of all the other shit that's come on right now. Um, but hopefully by then, though, Bachelorette will at least be done or almost done. So at least probably have one show off the plate and be able to focus a little bit on the ultimatum as well as everything else. But yeah, just wanted to let everybody know that yes, we will cover the ultimatum. Now, for the hot goss. Now, everything I'm about to discuss could, they're pretty much all spoilers. Um, so if you don't want to hear anything, the spoilers are pertaining to Misha and Nicola, which I did actually cover this on Bachelorette last week as well. Said I would cover it here for those who don't listen to the Bachelorette podcast. So that is pertains to them. And then the other one pertains to Brandon and Mary from Toe. Um, I won't cover this again on Toe because this is practically the same show. So... um. So that's what the spoilers are pertaining to. So if you don't want to know anything about either, I would say skip ahead maybe, I don't know, three to four minutes. Um, I'll try to keep it as quick as possible. But hot goss slash spoiler number one. We're going to talk about Misha and Nicola very quickly. And it starts now. So Misha and Nicola have been spotted in great old America at the Mall of America. So it looks like they at least stayed together and he has gotten to the States, probably on a K-1. I don't know, but we'll probably see them again in the future. And I know I said on The Bachelorette, I would post the picture. I We'll still do that. I just wanted to make sure that I covered it here first and I will bury it in the comment section on Facebook um, so that you can see the picture if you haven't seen it. Um, And again, if you don't have Facebook and you only have Instagram, I can't easily cover that in Instagram the same way I can in Facebook. So, um, So if you really want to see this picture, I would just Google and I'm sure you can find it probably somewhere on a Reddit post as well. You could probably find the picture if you really want to see it. So that's the end of the spoiler from Misha and Nicola. Now on to the spoiler for Brandon and Mary. Again, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Starts now. So it looks like Brandon and Mary go the distance because y'all, they caught married. I'm fucking shocked. I don't know about anybody else. I'm shocked that they actually made it. Maybe that makes me a shit. I don't know. But I think we can all agree. These two probably shouldn't have stayed together. But anyway. um, So it looks like they definitely got married in the Philippines. And his mom was at the wedding. She took pictures. Um... I don't know if those pictures have been posted, if they were taken down. I don't know because obviously that's a spoiler. But it does seem that we might see this 
on a future episode. I don't know when, but they just recently got married, I believe, in July. Yeah, July 13th, they got married. So they've only been married for a couple of weeks or a few weeks. So then there's more to the spoiler, though. And it seems that a now since deleted meme that was posted on July 4th on Brandon's mom's Instagram, I believe it's Instagram that she posted this, it looks like there may be an incoming grandchild. Now, here's the thing. And I hope that her daughter is wouldn't put herself in a situation like this, but it is possible that it could be her daughter. But then again, why would she delete it? Right? So it's probably Brandon. But she put in her um in her tag section or the comment section or whatever. I the word's not coming to me right now. Caption. That's it. <laughs> She wrote, in 10 years time, I'll have a 21 and a 16-year-old carry on. The meme read, apparently, this was, I think this was the meme. Angela reposted the photo, that's his mom, caps- captioning the meme, I'll have a 34, 26, and 23-year-old in 10 years, right? So that makes sense. Um. And a 10-year-old grandbaby. Hot damn. And it seems like she's confirming that, you know, you know. So I think we might be finding out in the future whether or not she actually is pregnant. Obviously, we don't even technically supposed to know she's married but or that they're married. But yeah, it, it does seem like that might be a thing. So that's it for the spoilers. That's it for the hot goss. Um, and now we're going to get into the memes, the 90 day memes, B90 edition. So meme number one, the interpreter is like, how does this job keep on getting worse? I honestly, I'll get to that in a second when we recap them. There's not going to be a whole lot that I'm going to recap on with them um, for obvious reasons for those who watch the show. But um, I I did um, feel for this interpreter. I can't even imagine being in this situation. Anyway, meme number two. Typically, I wait for the girl to make the first move. Guy who has her been harassing women on a plane less than a week ago. Meme number three. My man Gino meant up. He put on his brass balls cap. Next meme, because I've lost count now. Already I've lost count. Jasmine asked Gino not to tell her how much he spent on her promise ring so it wouldn't take away from the magic. But she later saw a street vendor selling it for $18. Wouldn't even put it past him. Next. Violet and Riley are about to tap dance on my last nerve with their foolishness. I agree. These two acting like children. We'll get to it. Next. I'm going to say it again. Christian is trying to get Cleo to break up with him so he doesn't look like a transphobe. Um, On to something. 
honestly. When I post this meme, by the way, guys, this person spelt Chloe, not Cleo. So I don't know. They watch the show religiously. But anyway, Christian and Amanda would be a great match. They can both waste each other's time. I This is probably my favorite meme of the week because it's so true. Next meme. I'm so glad he found love in Vietnam after all. I love love. I love love. Seriously. Next meme. Jasmine needs to admit she loves money. Christian needs to admit he's uncomfortable with a trans woman. Nicola needs to admit he just wants a submissive virgin. And Tyree needs to admit to himself Carmilla is a lost cause. I think we just wrapped up the season, honestly. Next, and I think this is also educational. A typical wake in the Philippines usually lasts about three to seven days or long enough for relatives from out of town to travel in and pay their respects to the deceased. Next, Jasmine told Gino she was worried for worried her visa wasn't approved yet because the U.S. Immigration Office had interviewed Gino's family and they had said bad things about her. They don't interview the family. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Next, there's a lot of memes this week, guys. Per their therapist's recommendation, Jasmine got a journal to let out her anger in a healthy way. In the car ride to the bike rental, she showed Gino her first sentence, I hate Gino, he is stupid. Gino responded by saying he was surprised she put it so politely. (laughs) It's true though. And that is it for the memes. There are definitely more. Again, I said there was a lot of memes this week that I thought were funny, that were good, that were educational under the circumstances with David and Sheila's storyline this week. Um, So everything as usual will be posted to Facebook and Instagram. So the reason we're here, B90, season six, episode nine, the big chill. So first we're going to talk about Gino and Jasmine. So they are at the mall. They're going to be buying a birthday gift for her sister. Her sister's turning 20. Jasmine is going to be buying her a necklace with the L-shaped pendant on it. Then Jasmine asks the clerk whether or not she can see some rings. So this is where we find out that she wants to get an engagement ring. And you're there sitting on the couch, probably watching the show, thinking, but you guys are engaged. You have a ring. He gave you a ring. What is happening right now? Apparently, we end up finding out here that Jasmine, quote unquote, lost her ring. So this is why she wants a new one. So the producer asks Jasmine whether or not she liked her original ring. So although meaningful, she says, it would not be a ring she would have bought for herself or for anyone. So she doesn't actually like the ring. Gino ends up saying that he doesn't actually believe that she, quote unquote, lost the ring. And she's like, no, I lost it accidentally. No, I think she pulled a Larissa and like flushed it down the toilet. Um, so he tells her in the shop now that I told you I would update the ring after the visa has been approved. Um, but, but before we get married, we end up finding out in her in the moment that she would sometimes wear the her wedding ring, so from her ex husband, because it's nicer. And this is all in the, in the moment. So 
Gino's like, that's kind of messed up that you're wearing a ring from some other guy. And he says that, you know, what if, you know, that's like me wearing a necklace that my ex gave me, you know, all Jasmine can hear is ex gave me necklace because she's like necklace, what necklace. She gave you a necklace. Do you still have the necklace? And I'm like, Jasmine, you've completely missed the point of what he is trying to say. Not that he has a necklace, but that it's like if he wore it, he probably still has a necklace. Let's be real. It's depending if it's gold, you won't just get rid of a necklace. It's gold. Um, and then she says, stop comparing. Wow. So then she finds a run that she seems to like. And he tells her, you don't need it. And again, says like he would buy her one later. So then Jasmine keeps talking about how long it's been. She says that, you know, 12 months has been long enough. He tells her, gives her some statistics about, you know, after the 13 month mark, about 80% of applications are usually processed. Um, I don't think he used that word. He might have, maybe I just don't remember. Um, but processed would be the right term. Um, and she says that 13 months is too long and that he should get a lawyer. Now, before we get into the lawyer part, cause I have thoughts about her saying that as well. Um, usually if again, I don't know, I don't have a lot of, um, experience dealing with UC, USCIS. I think it's, that's the right acronym. We have here in Canada, CIC. Um, so when I went through this process, you could usually go into your application. You had like a login information. You go into your application and you would see, you know, here's what, I don't even want to say like an update, but more of like, this is where your application's at. You wouldn't necessarily know how someone started looking at your application. I think you would get an update because again, I'm going based on memory here, which is like 10 years ago now. You would find doubt like, okay, maybe someone is now starting to look at your application. But then that process could take like a month to two months and then you'd get more information like, Maybe more needs to be done. Now here's when you can get your interview and all that kind of nonsense. So just because on the website it says 13 months, this is how much gets done by then, like 80% of the applications are done, blah, blah, blah. That is not a proper timeline, I think. That's just giving you like hope and an idea of here's where you might be at 13 months, but 13 months is actually not very long, especially when you're dealing with the fact that you have COVID was going on, delayed things all around, I think for all countries in terms of immigration, some countries even halted immigration altogether. For example, Jamaica did that during COVID immigration, um, consulates and stuff. They were closed. You couldn't get in there. At least with Canada. I, I can't say much about 
um, U.S., but I can't imagine that Canada would have been open and yet the states would have been a complete standstill. So I, I think that 13 months is not a fair assessment. And I think the problem here is that he isn't being realistic with Jasmine from the very beginning. So she has this expectation of when it should happen, when that's just not how it should happen. Um, but with that said, she brings up the lawyer, bringing in a lawyer in to accelerate the process. The lawyers don't have that capability to accelerate the immigration process. That is out of their wheelhouse. You can't make immigration go any faster than what it is. If you're, you know, for example, let's say immigration has 10 applications ahead of you, well, then you're going to have to wait. You can't accelerate. There's no acceleration. Only time there's acceleration is if you need an emergency visa because you need to travel because maybe a family member has passed away. But even then, you probably are still flat out of luck. But in those cases that maybe that application might push your application down to 12th in line. I don't know. This as an example. So it, it, there's no acceleration of the process. All the lawyer can help you with is to make sure that everything has been filled out properly. Um, and everything is good to go for when you need to submit it, but doing it that way is not very cost efficient. It's probably the best way to go about things, but it's not cost efficient. Like I've already said, like I said last week, in my experience with dealing with something like this from a Canadian immigration perspective, um, at the time, just, just to kind of put it out there, the processing fee for an application at the time, this was in 20. 15, 2016, it cost $550. That's just to process the application. Because then there was an additional $490 for the permanent resident card. So that's from the Canadian perspective. So we're talking well over $1,000 for to do this whole thing. Um, now, it doesn't necessarily mean that Let's say, for example, you get denied. Your permanent resident card is still sitting there. Like the, the, the amount you paid for that, that sits. If you decide you want to appeal the decision, you can, and your $490 is still sitting there. But the $550 is, again, from Canadian perspective. I don't know if this is how the states work. By processing fee, you've lost it. You have to do the whole thing over again. An additional $550. So it is expensive. And at the time that he started doing this, he wasn't working. As far as we know, he wasn't working. So of course he's going to go the easy, efficient way than going through a lawyer because you're going to not only pay for that well over a thousand dollars fee for the application, but then you're probably going to get charged an additional $2,000 or so for the lawyer to do the application for you because they have to put into the fact that I'm wasting, I'm putting hours into doing this and you have to pay their 
hourly fee. So I don't, I don't, mm, I don't have an issue with him doing it by himself. Although I can see it from both sides because I did it by myself. I didn't get help to do my application at all. I did it all on my own with his help from time to time. But like, that's how it was done. Now, what we find out with Gino is he's done this before. We didn't know this. I don't think we didn't know this. His ex-wife is Brazilian from Brazil and he sponsored her up. Now that brings me to this part. And again, coming from the Canadian perspective, but I imagine that the U.S. immigration process is really no different in terms of what requirements are needed. I know for a fact that sponsoring somebody new into your country is not easy because they kind of see like, why do you keep sponsoring somebody into the country? Why is it always this way? You've already done this. This person's here. They're still here. So it's not, and that's something you have to tell immigration. You have to tell immigration that you've sponsored someone before. That's literally a question they ask. So I wonder if the process is being delayed because of it. So I think that's something that he isn't thinking about. And maybe a lawyer can get involved and be able to give advice all around. You can contact a lawyer, Gino, and not pay for their services. You could get advice off the bat. You can have a free consultation with a lawyer that can tell you, "Mm, this is probably what's happening. Now, this is where I can help. This is where I probably can't help or whatever, and go on from there. So I don't even know why he won't even just speak to a lawyer. Like, I don't even know why he won't do that if she's asking for that and explain. And that way the lawyer can explain to her, I can't accelerate this process, but here's maybe where the problem is. So after all of this, he gets rude. And during all of this, this poor jewelry clerk is like, what the fuck? And he says, you don't tell me what to do in terms of the lawyer. And he says, I took time to fill out the paperwork, made sure it was being filled out properly and correctly. He knows what's going on. You're clueless. When he said you're clueless, I said, motherfucker, ba, listen, when I did from this, when I was in that perspective, yes, I knew what was going on. But if my partner came to me and he asked me what's going on with it, and again, he was realistic about the fact that this was going to take time. He had done his own research um, before we even started the process. And I would tell him, here's what's going on. And that's that. I kept him in the loop as much as I could, as much as hell. I wasn't always kept in the loop because that's how immigration is. They don't give a shit. You put your application in and say, okay, you sit tight and we'll get back to you in like two years. Like that's the reality of it. Yes, they say, you know, 
reuniting family because that's how they see it as, um, at least with a spousal visa, is their top priority. But it, it, there are other people who did their application before, and there's only so many people who process these types of applications. So you have to sit tight and wait. Um, but he doesn't have to be an asshole about it. So that's that's the problem. And he says, you know, change your attitude. Or we're going to have big problems. And I'm like, oh, I'm so scared. Gino. Fuck you, sir. Honestly. And then he says, you know what? I'm not buying any rings today. If you want the ring, you can buy yourself. And I'm out. And although I like to see him, you know, show his balls a little bit, um, he doesn't have to be an asshole about it. I'm okay with him saying I'm not buying no rings. You want the ring, you get it yourself. But the whole calling her clueless, that's fucked up. Don't do that. Um, Because you're in control of all of this. I still wonder if he actually did this application because I don't know if he did. I really don't. Um, anyway, so she starts crying and there's that. So now it's another scene. And again, this poor dog Coco is told to watch the house. Always told to watch the house, my lord. Um, it's her sister's birthday. Liz, right? It's her sister's birthday. She gives Liz the, the, the necklace before they left the house. And now they're waiting at the elevator. And Gino says to Liz, do you feel one year wiser? And Jazz was like, what? He's like, well, you could tell her, but like, do you feel one year wiser? And she does relay back to her sister. And she says, I guess... <laughs> And then Jasmine's like, what does that even mean? And he's like, he explains, you know, it's just a saying, you know? And she's like, this fool in Spanish. <laughs> I don't even know if he understood what she said. He then says in his in moment that he realizes that maybe he could have handled the situation at the jewelry store a lot better. So they're going to be riding a bike. Now, I don't even know if this is, I mean, they have pedals, but it wasn't really like, a, it's not a traditional bike. Look kind of with like a mix between, I guess, like a a bike and a golf cart. I don't know. So they finally they get into this thing and they're just gonna be driving it around near the, the area. And he's like, Okay, I'm gonna take really great care of you. And as soon as he says that, she gets hit with a branch. And she's like, you're going to take care of me, but I just got hit with a branch, motherfucker. (laughs) um, So they cross the street, and as they do, they're just getting honked the hell out. And Gino actually puts his hand up like, y'all got to stop for me. (laughs) And I'm just like, you just cut in front of these cars. But... Anyways, we we do that in Toronto all the time, let's be real. Um, So they get to the other side of the road safely, and Jasmine says, you know, do you know if you get really tired? Just let me know. I I don't want you to have a heart attack. And he's like, what do you mean? You think, like, I don't have any strength? And she says that 
he is never like physically ready where sex is concerned. Like she thinks that maybe his energy levels are just a little low. And she then says to him, like, I've never orgasmed with you before. And he's like, what do you mean? Yes, you have. And she's like, no, I haven't. He's like, no, yes, you have. (laughs) She's like, I faked it. He's like, no, you didn't. Whatever he knows, we don't know. But he's like, no, no, you didn't. And she's like, okay, I'm joking. I'm joking. I, I didn't fake it. I don't know. And I don't know. I have no words. I don't know what to maybe maybe she did fake it. Anyway. Um so they go back to drop off the bike, cross the road again, and nearly get hit by a car. <laughs> because you're honking again and whatever. So next scene. They're gonna go have some ice cream. And he has a surprise for Jasmine. So he basically, when they weren't watching, went to a street vendor and found this ring. And he gives it to Jasmine and he says that this is a promise ring. You guys are engaged. Why the fuck are you getting her a promise ring? I don't fucking understand. Um... Anyway, Jasmine says that it's nice, and he says that he will not argue with her as much, make effort, and he will, what do you say, give you more meat. You better give her some tonight, then. Um, she says that she likes the ring. She kind of says, like, it's romantic, because it has two hearts, one for her, one for him, so... She seems to like the ring. And as mentioned in the meme section before, she didn't want to know how much it was, but she didn't want to mess up the magic, as she says. So when he went to go to this vendor to get the ring, she actually thought he was going to go pee. So he says that he will be buying her an engagement ring later on when she's in the States. So he also orders some ice cream. His Spanish is absolutely horrendous. He is trying though, so I'll give him that. And yeah, he gets the ice cream, all is good. And in her, in the moment, she says that she realizes that she cannot put all of the blame on Gino, that some of it belongs on her as well. And I think this is progress. This is great, guys. They're still going to get in a fucking argument where she screams at him, so I'm waiting for that. <laughs> but that's it for Gino and Jasmine for this episode. Next, Statler and Dempsey. So Statler did not sleep well, she tells us. She's cold, and cold is her version of hell. You know what? Yeah, and I live in Canada, okay? I hate the cold. Anyways, Dempsey doesn't like that Statler feels uncomfortable. She says, like, I can understand if she's trying to get, like, into the groove of things, that she's trying to adapt to being in a different environment. She's like, that makes sense to me. But uncomfortable makes me think, like, are you uncomfortable with my home? Are you uncomfortable with me? Like, what does that mean? And she doesn't particularly like the word uncomfortable, which I get. I understand that. So then Dempsey starts staging the home. As she mentioned before, she likes the sage. And 
she starts saging Statler's vagina and it's steaming to hell, high hell. So for those who don't know, like I've never actually saged, but I know enough um, that the more the sage smokes, the more evil presence there is. So the sage starts to really smoke around Statler's vagina. And um, Statler says, you know, being a slut is not a bad thing. Amen, girl. Amen. (laughs) I, we've all gone through our slut stages. I know I have. Not now. Those days are over. But um, yeah, it's not a problem. (laughs) But she basically feels like she's being slut shamed by Sage. Anywho's. Dempsey tells her that she's going to be going to get some firewood and then she'll be back. And this is kind of where we find out a little bit of Dempsey's past. Dempsey says that she has lived in caravans all her life. She says that her family used to be in a traveling community where they would be a part of like carnivals. Um, I think the term she she used a different term, but I can't remember exactly which term she used. But she would kind of be a part of that. So they would put the carnival tents up and stuff. And then, you know, once that event was over, it goes down. They do the whole thing all over again. Um, but then we find out that when she was 16, her sister um, died. Her sister was 19. And... Her sister died from carbon monoxide poisoning. And I said, you know, with how heavy this episode was um, with Sheila and David, and I think we actually found this out like right after, or maybe not right after. I think we did have like Sheila and David um, sandwiching them in between the other four couples. Um, Cause this is really tough to go through, but um. We find this out kind of in the same hour or so. And you're just like, okay, I'm already rocked from Sheila. Um, but we'll get to that in, the, in a minute. For like for those who haven't actually seen the show, we'll get there soon. But you're just like, holy shit. 19 years old, barely lived their life. And she dies due to carbon monoxide, monoxide poisoning. And that's... I can't even imagine how she felt. You can tell she gets very emotional when relaying this story. Um, it's really, really horrible. Um, so Dempsey says that, you know, after her sister passed away, it was really hard. She said also, like, there's there's three of them in total, three sisters. They're all really close and best friends. Um, and she said after the passing of her older sister, it was really hard. Um and she says that when she was 18, so about two years after, she ended up leaving, doing her own thing. Um, you know, kind of living a more transient lifestyle. Because she kind of actually was living a transient lifestyle even before that. Um, so she ended up meeting her friend, who I think is the same person we meet soon. Um, and he 
basically says, you know, why don't you come to Darlington and move here and you can work here because he was starting his business. So I think it is the same guy. And that's exactly what she did. And she loves her job. So, and she loves living there. She loves the, and it's the farm is gorgeous. Um, Statler needs to try again. <laughs> her disdain of living on farmland. Like, come on. It's beautiful. Anyway. Um, so we're back with Statler and there's construction going on outside the window. And she's like, you little louder guys. Like they're, they're doing a job. Um, she says, you know, the place is really small. And she's like, she now has the opportunity to take things in. And she's like, it's smaller than she thought. And she says, you know, there's no hot water. So I can't even take a shower. I'm going to need to take a dump soon. I don't know where I'm going to even do that. What am I going to have to do? Go out into the field and risk Dempsey seeing me squatting there, taking a shit. And then there's the construction workers. So they're also going to see me take a shit. And it's just like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I really don't. But she literally says she's going to get firewood to heat the place up and she'll be back. So just be patient. If you got to poop, hold it in. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, she does have a quote unquote parasite, which I don't even know if she really does. But anyway, so we find out that, you know, she really wants to be able to move on Dempsey because guys, guys, her lease is up on her apartment soon. I said, there it is. There it is. She just doesn't want to be having to renew her lease. She'd rather just, the timing is perfect. She can just not renew her lease and go live in England. And I'm like, how about you just renew your lease? Because this is too soon, too fast. Anyway. So in the next scene, we see that MC is showing Statler around the farm. Which looks incredible, like I said. And she tells us that her typical day is usually her waking up at 5.30 in the morning. No thank you. And she cleans the containers, which basically she does go into detail of what this business is. It's basically like a staycation for people. They'll come and live in these kind of like storage containers, I guess. And it's very nice. The the amenities are really nice. The place that she shows her seems very clean. It's 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 very modern. It's nice. Um, and then she says that she will clean inside the containers and then she cooks. And she says she loves cooking. So she shows her this chill out area, which kind of has like TV, couches, pool table, the whole thing. Um, then, y'all, yeah. then we meet Ben. And I said, Ben, you are gorgeous. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, and he's the owner of the company. And this is her friend. He does ask like, how they met. And Styler says, dating app, I like English girls. His face when she said that was like, okay, so are you like your our English girls, your fetish? Like, what's going on here? Um, so then they kind of say, you know, the emotional, mental stuff was all there when I always had to get the physical, you know, there too. And he says, I can tell by how Dempsey's acting right now. Um, she's very fidgety and she's happy that y'all figured out the physical. 
and Dempsey's like, Ben! It's like, I can tell. <laughs> so they go into the details about the sex and stuff. So not in detail, not in detail, but she explains like what happened. Um, and then he kind of says that he thinks that they're different. Like chalk and cheese. And the producer's like, what? Well, chalk is chalk and then cheese is cheese. I think what you're trying to say was like maybe oil and water. Because that, that's a typical thing. I don't know. Maybe chalk and cheese is typical in, in England. I don't, I don't know. Um, so then he asked Dempsey how Thailand was. And she says, you know, it was really good. After her dad left, she kind of, again, was living this very transient lifestyle, going to hostels, having fun, whatever. And then he says, you know, with communication being kind of probably poor, Statler, how do you handle that? Like, what do you think about her going to Thailand? And Statler says, you know, she was, it was tough on communication, but she was living her best life. But in her in the moment, Statler says that, she felt rejected about her being in Thailand. She didn't understand why the communication went so poorly. And she does want to have a talk with Tyler about this, about how she felt. She says that she wants to have everything from their past to be resolved. So then she brings up the lack of communication in Thailand to her. This is the next thing. They're back at their caravan. And... She actually says to Dempsey, you know, I thought that maybe you were cheating. And Dempsey says, I didn't have Wi-Fi. And she's like, I did not cheat on you. And she's like, it never crossed my mind to cheat on you or to find someone else. And Styler says that, you know, it's just tough because, you know, I've the past relationships, not always ending well. And Dempsey says, well, have you cheated? You're asking the right questions here. And Styler says, yes, I, I did cheat once. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. You're not worried that you think Dempsey was going to do something that maybe you didn't like. You're, well, I think that's part of it, but you are coming from a place of, well, I've done it. So if I've done it, someone else has done it. Like, that's not a way to go about things. And Nancy says, yeah, well, I've never cheated on anybody because she has been cheated on herself. And she says, I can't imagine doing that to somebody else. So Stanley at this point kind of realizes that, you know, I can't be putting all my past onto her because it could just really ruin everything. And she's putting past relationships onto Dempsey at this point. Um, she says, you know, we do make each other happy. They both kind of said, like, you make me happy. And Stalin says, well, you make me happy. So you're clearly happy. So why do you have to make it shitty because you're in your head? Statler says that she really does struggle when it comes to feeling rejected by people. She says, like, with her adoption, she felt really rejected because clearly she feels that her real parents didn't want her. The relationship, she's felt rejected because she has been cheated on before. So, you know, she's just really in her head and she says, Maybe I need more help than I thought I did. That is the first step. And she says, You know, Dempsey does really give me what I need. Um, so she just kind of wants to lean into that. 
but she still needs to convince Dempsey to let her move in. Fuck, man. <laughs> and we find out that the next, the next day, t- tomorrow, she is supposed to be meeting her father. Now, this was interesting because I thought he didn't know about Statler. And I thought Dempsey was unsure about her meeting him. So how is he meeting her? As a girl she flirts with sometimes online? Like, that's... I, I want to... I don't know. I, I feel kind of like what's happening here. But, you know, that is what it is. Um, And she says, you know, if she does not get dad's approval, like, this could really mess up the relationship. But... That's it for Statler and Dempsey for this week. Okay, so we're now going to talk about David and Sheila. Now, guys, for those who didn't watch the show, for those who don't want to relive this, who did watch the show, because it's really, really hard, trigger warning for death, parent death, this is really, really, really hard. Um, I'm going to try my best to get through this as quickly as possible, but still respecting Sheila, respecting her mom. Um, but it was definitely tough to get through this the first time around. I definitely got emotional, watched the show twice, and I got emotional both times. Like, I, It's going to be really tough, but we're going to get through it. If you don't want to hear about this... Um, because it's going to be more heavily on what happens. Um, that's okay. You can skip ahead to the next couple. Um, probably spend about 10 minutes on this at the most. Um, so let's go into it. So we see Sheila's crying, hysterically crying. Um, and we get on screen text that reads, Early in the morning, the crew got word that something had happened at Sheila's home. They rushed there to meet her and David. Um, and we're done with the on-screen text. We're back to what's happening. And we can see that there is um, a white coffin in the vehicle. Um, and Sheila says that she is just heartbroken. So now we're with David and in, in his in the moment, and he tells us that the night before they went to bed and they woke up the next morning and something awful had happened. Um, and Sheila's mom had passed away. Um, Sheila does give us some details on it in a minute. Um, but the interpreter we see is there. Um and she's communicating between both of them. Um, but the interpreter does ask, like, what happened? Because as we remember from last week, she wasn't at the home. She had left. Um, and Sheila tells the interpreter that her mom had fallen down the stairs. Um, and the stairs were nailed properly. And the, it gave out. And her mom fell okay um it's horrible and um 
and she suspects that it happened around 5 a.m. and that no one heard her. Um, they woke up and they found her lying up down from downstairs. Um, so that's basically what happened. It's really, it's really hard. I feel like in this moment, like I understand that production wants their story, but I feel like this is just not the time. Um, as much as like, I think the world really, um, is sorry to hear that this happened. We feel horrible for Sheila, horrible for her father, her son. I can't imagine. Um, I'm fortunate enough to still have both my parents, but I did lose my grandpa in the beginning of COVID. So I I can come from that perspective. Um, And I just feel like now is not the time. I feel like production should have hung back um, and talked to Sheila after the fact. I feel like they shouldn't have been there when she's grieving She's already struggling, as we'll find out later, that she's really struggling with focusing on David and her mom. And I think she just, this is just so not the time, personally. But, um, so she tells us that her mom's wake is, is happening right now. And she tells us that it is customary to stay with the body for 24 hours after death. Um, or it could bring on bad luck. Um. And I feel like this is something similar. I think it does change among different countries, but um, this seems to be something that's um, fairly similar. At least what we've heard from Thailand, I think it's very similar how they do it as well. Um, but um, they're at the wake. She's sitting there with her mother. Um, and he says, you know, do you want to go back to the hotel? Because I don't think he understands that she has to stay there. Um, someone has to stay there. Um, and she says like, no, I, I have to stay, but I will take him to the hotel and then I will be coming back. So she asks her son to stay with her mother uh, while she drops David off at the hotel. Um, he seems to be very supportive. She does say that um, he is being very supportive. Um and he, when they get to the hotel, he kind of just tells her basically in a nutshell, like, be safe. I'm here. I'm waiting for you. Just take care of yourself. And she leaves. So in the next scene we see with them, it's her mother's funeral. Um, and they actually, what appears that they're walking to the funeral ground. Um, the burial ground and he describes the funeral as if it's like a parade because they're all and he's he's saying this from a I feel like maybe parade is the wrong word for him to use but I think he's just trying to find a way to describe what he's experiencing it's very different I'm sure than most um, North American funerals and um, he says that this is very overwhelming for him because he doesn't know what to do with himself um so about so they they do the burial i'm not gonna talk about it but she is she's married um so five hours later sheila is going to be going back to the hotel with david and she doesn't want to stay in the home 
that is understandable. I wouldn't want to do that either. Um, and her son is going to be staying with family. Now, she didn't mention her dad, but I'm going to assume that her dad is also going to be with family. I can't imagine he'd want to stay in at home either. Um, she says the next day, because David asks her, like, what is your plans for tomorrow? And she says that she's going to go back to the chapel and she's going to um, recite the rosary. Um, and um, he says, and it's in the moment that he doesn't want to be a burden on her. Um, and she says, you know, like I said before, that it's really hard for her to focus on both her mom and her grieving process and David, who's obviously there to see her. Um, and she says that she just needs time to grieve. And I just, I don't even know what he should do in this, in the circumstance. He'd obviously pay, paid for a ticket, pay, paid for a hotel for him to see her uh, and spend time with her. But then there's this very tragic, unexpected thing that happened. And I can say, um, you know, I think a lot of us have, have dealt with death um, in our lives family members, friends passing away. And I, like I mentioned before, um, I didn't go into a lot of detail with this and I'm, I'm, I'm not, but in May of 2020, during a time where everything was just not as it should have been um, in terms of family members passing away and how you handle funeral services and, and burials, I lost three different family members in one month on the one side of my family. And I can tell you that the grieving process is needed and obviously, and I feel like sometimes like you do want someone there with you to grieve with, to be there and to support you. But at the same time, like you just also want to be alone. So I, I, I don't know what you do in this circumstance. I feel for her. I mean, getting through this, what happened to her mom was really tough to get through. Um, and I, I, I don't even know what, what to say. Um, but, um, I, my as a viewer, deepest condolences go to her family. I can't imagine going through what she's going through right now. I can't even picture that. Um, and rest in peace to her mother. And I guess we'll see how the storyline pans out, but it just, yeah. Anyway, that's it for David and Sheila. We're going to be taking a little break here. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about Riley and Violet. So we're right back to the garbage. <laughs> we're going to talk about Riley and Violet when we come back. And we're back. Guess what, guys? I have someone here with me. You want to say hi? Hi, people. Ava. I'm back at it again. <laughs> After being away for so long. Sorry about that, but life well, was life in. <laughs> they, they know that something was, was going on. Obviously, didn't go into details, but it says, you know, you got shit going on. Yeah, so life they had me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the growth. Uh, blows my mind blows my mind (laughs) but 
we finished off with the sad people in the last, yeah, with Sheila and David. So we're going to pass on right by that because almost, I almost started crying on, on, on the thing. So anyway. Yeah. That was really sad. Yeah. So Riley and Violet. I missed that one because that, that was heavy. That was very heavy. Moments of, you know, B90. Yeah. When I watched it the second time, which was last night, I was bawling. Oh no, man, it's so sad. Yeah, you're very happy. Um, but yeah, Riley and Violet. Let's go into this shit show. Um, (laughs) so we open with Riley, and Riley says, "You know, it was supposed to be a nice evening, but then you know the argument happened." And I said, "Riley, she also wanted it to be a nice evening." You brought Tiffany in, asked right. the questions that you're supposed to be asking, but you're too chicken shit to ask the question. But anyways, um, he says that he's upset, um, that he got so mad in public, but yeah. he has no regrets. He has no regrets <laughs> about anything else, and yeah. he he blocked her. Yeah, and this was the the fight that they had at the restaurant. It was supposed to be a nice dinner, nice night. Yeah, and they had that video time with a friend. Mm-hmm. Is that his sister? Pardon? No, it's not his sister. It's his friend, but she oh, says okay. that she's like a sister. Oh, okay, because I was confused at one point. I was like, "Is that is that your sister?" But, yeah, <laughs> it's okay, his it's friend's his wife who he's been right. friends with yeah, for like years. That we saw way in the very beginning mm-hmm. of during right. Juneteenth. Yeah. I remember. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I think that was not the place nor the time to be bringing up that conversation. You're supposed to be on a romantic dinner. You know, you told her to wear a sexy dress. I don't understand how this turned so sour. And the way he was so dismissive of her Mm -hmm. was disgusting. So disgusting and so immature. He's like, bye, bye. Like, why why are we doing Beat it. Yeah. (laughs) That was so nasty. And uh, what I said last week was that, yes, there was a time and place to have this conversation, but I think it would have been better received if you, Riley, had the conversation with her first. You didn't even try. You just brought this friend in and then she asked the questions. You should have said, you know what, Tiffany, now's not the time. We're having a good evening. We can have this conversation later. Let me at least try to have this conversation with her later and then we'll go from there. Exactly. And honestly, the last thing that I would want in my relationship is for somebody else to insert themselves and assume that they know what's going on. Because exactly. the way he was interrogating Violet was just like, what? Like, you clearly think you know our relationship. You know what I yeah. mean? The were a bit much. Like, why did you delete the app? Oh, we went back on the app and you were still on the app. And I was like, where were you there? Like, this is like, is this secondhand information or firsthand information? Like, she's not asking to get an answer she's like what's the word like like do you get what i mean like she's not asking in a way that she's prepared to get an answer and the answer would be okay with her and whatever like she was interrogating and then i realized too on top of it was like okay is she actively on the app because now i'm starting to question whether or not he actually ever said she was actively on the app Right. I can't remember that because if she wasn't actively on the app, then what Violet said could very well be the truth. She right. might still be on the app, but she might not actually be active. 
Mm. I don't know much about the app life, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the online dating, the bumbles, tumbles, and whatever. Like I, I'm not familiar. I know nothing about bumbles, but yeah. I haven't been on an app for years now. So yeah. I I don't even know. But from my memory with the particular app that I was on was if the person is actually on the app but not active, it will show when they were last active and it could be weeks, months, whatever. Right. That's what I'm wanna know now. But right. anyways. Um so now we're with Violet. Mm-hmm. And she tells us that she felt really disrespected mm-hmm. and uh, forced to answer the question and she didn't feel comfortable, she says, answering the question. Yeah. Um, Sorry to cut you off, but you know what? You know what I've realized with a lot of these Americans that go to all these different countries, they go the mm-hmm. other way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're just so not culturally aware of no. nothing. No. They have no like what like how we would say they have no brought up see no none of them because for for him again going back to the incident how he reacted in the restaurant with her listen you don't behave those ways in certain countries you can act as vulgar as you want in your country because that's acceptable and everybody's screaming and yelling on top of each other and you know respect is pretty much non-existent in a lot of places in america let's just say he's from new york yeah. so does that too <laughs> he's yeah but his he's his dad is trinidadian right so i and from trinidad because i'm confused exactly they they just have no like they're it's it's just so distasteful how they behave it's just so vulgar like you don't go to fucking like morocco and vietnam and like you 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 behave this way in a public setting. They don't do that type of shit. Exactly. They're reserved. If they have a problem, you won't fucking know because they're taking it to their home. Mm-hmm. They're discussing it there. They'll have their blowouts there in private. They're not blowing up on a fucking street and being dismissive and calling you names or being verbally abusive. None of that. It doesn't happen in their culture. No. So it, it, it just really bothers me that there's just no cultural awareness. They don't care None. to do any research on anything. No, none figure- of these people do. None of them, which is why it's kind of entertaining at the same time. But it's also frustrating because even without me doing research, I know that much about those types of countries. They don't they don't play that shit. It's really it's really a huge sign of disrespect when somebody carries on like that. Like it's not a light thing. It's not something that you can easily brush off. It's really such a high disrespect, high level of disrespect. So I don't know. I could get why she's really upset. And I could get why it's when he drew the comparison of, oh, well, your family interrogated me when I was at the table. So your my friends can't ask you nothing, but your family can interrogate me. Sir, you were at a family dinner. Exactly. That's the difference. You were in a home. And I don't think what they did was interrogating him. They were trying to get to know him. Exactly. Completely different. Your friend was not trying to get to know her. No. She She was playing bad cop detective something. Because when she says the answer is not valid, bitch, you're not valid. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, is this your relationship or is it his? Like, why are you going so hard like this? Like, you know what I mean? I don't this, know. But I also don't agree with Violet where she says that, well, if I'm in your country, then they can interrogate me. But you're yeah, in my country, so they can interrogate. That didn't make no sense. Yeah, I didn't get <laughs> That don't make no sense. I think that was a language barrier. So we're just I'm hoping that's, but I don't know, man. <laughs> 
Yeah, she's like, when I'm in your country, then you can interrogate. It's like, mm, not quite how it works. Yeah, we're, we're here to try to see if, and here he is holding a ring. I don't know if it's a promise ring. This seems to be a fucking theme this season. With 90 promise Day loves the promise ring. <laughs> like, before we get into it, what do you think about Gino giving Jasmine a promise ring this week? I'm confused because I thought they were engaged. <laughs> That's what I said. So I don't know what a promise ring means after you've already given an engagement ring. The first thing I said, both me and my mom were like, Bowie, you're engaged. You gave her a yeah. ring. I'm so confused. Yeah. And her I'm- whole thing about, oh, I lost the ring. I said, no, you probably flushed it down Larissa style. No, she actually admitted in that conversation that she said she took matters into her own hands. So oh, that's it. Yes. Oh, I did. missed that. So she clearly admitted to doing something with that ring. Yeah. Oh, she that's. Said, oh, she had to take matters into her own hand or something like that. And was like, what? I wouldn't. I would be so bad. I wouldn't buy her not a new ring. Bitch, please. Listen, I was so proud of him. I was clapping. I yeah. was like, balls up. <laughs> balls Although, up. I didn't like that he said you're clueless. I didn't like that. But everything else I was okay with. Like, don't don't say she's clueless. She's she's Oh, about what's what's yeah. happening the immigration stuff. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't like that. But otherwise, yeah. I'm like, oh, we're seeing Gino's balls. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Good for oh. him putting up for his himself for like 0.3 seconds, <laughs> then and then retracting and going to buy her a promise. Like I don't understand. It and was eighteen dollars. It was eighteen dollars. How did you find this out? Okay, so what we've been doing is I've been reciting ninety day memes that are on Twitter, and one of the memes because they're funny sometimes. One of the memes was a little more educational and she said that she didn't want to know how much the ring cost but then she walked past the vendor and saw i was selling for 18 dollars. mercy after the girl <laughs> told you that she didn't like your first ring she took the matter into her own hand and then she's wearing her ex the ring she got from her ex, her ex that alone i would have been like i'm out you're rude you're i mean, i still have my wedding ring however wear it i don't wear it it's, still, it's stuck in my jewelry box i won't yeah, wear you it you can have it all you want to wear I can't, it, I can't sell it in silver to somebody else. Yeah, I? no, I'm gonna wear that ring. Yeah. I'm not engaged yet, guys. <laughs> Maybe he's listening. Yeah, like, I don't know. And also, her reaction, she does not like this one either. So she lied again. I saw her reaction. She did not like this one <laughs> she either. Hesitated, although she's like, it has to like, be like it's romantic. Yeah, she's like, yes. Oh my god, <laughs> she's gonna flush that one too. Trust me. <laughs> Yeah. And he just needs to stop like all uh, together. Just stop trying to appease this woman until he gets something. All, Gino, Gino, all she wants is your meat. That's mm-hmm. all she wants. That's all she's asking for. Just give her the meat. Anyway. Mm-hmm. It's about to rally and violate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we see that she's with her daughter, Tayat. I've always seen this. I've seen this name before and I just don't know how to pronounce it, but whatever. We're not going to say her name because I don't want to butcher it. Um, she tells her daughter everything that happened with the argument at the restaurant. And she said that she felt that Tiffany was impolite and that, you know, Riley should have stepped in, should have said something, should have protected her. Yeah. Riley said, what Riley said was, don't look at me. She's asking you the question. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's all shit. Yes. Um, her daughter asks, like, do you think he knew that Tiffany was going to ask this question? He may not have known, but he also didn't stop it. Right. He allowed it to happen. Exactly. Yeah. And Violet says that 
if he didn't, then he should have, you know, protected her, should have stopped it, should have said something to Tiffany. Especially when he saw that she was upset and like she was, she you was know, confused. She was blindsided. Like, yeah. Conversation. She, she literally thought, said, why is she, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, yeah. she's been showing you around the tanks and shit and this is how you repay her? Yeah. He oh. so desperately wanted those answers for himself and I think he yeah. should have them for himself and ask those questions instead of, you know, letting his friend take the wheel on this. Like, that's just... I think That's he thought mission. his exact words. He's like, okay, so here's Tiffany. I'm going to go pee real quick. I'm going to leave right. you here. And then I'm going to let you Dude, that, see if that she alone. can get shit out of you. Yeah. I think that alone lets me know that they probably had a talk before. They were in cahoots. Yo, yo, ask her like, you know. Yeah, you know? ask her serious questions. Yeah. So I think I think he knew and I think it was all a setup. Because again, he reinforced it and he was like, why are you looking at me? Answer her. Yeah. Like I'm trying to hear like, like he's trying to hear too. Like, you know I what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I and I said last week too that I feel like this this whole thing about Asian women being submissive and mm-hmm. you know men probably wanting a woman who's submissive I feel like it's so disgusting and mm-hmm. he feels like well I found this Asian woman she's going to do everything that I want her to do also answering questions that I want her to answer and I'm like but that's not what you got you yeah. didn't get a Asian quote unquote submissive woman. You got a woman who's strong as hell. Is right. going to take your shit, and that that this completely fucked up your world. Mm-hmm. I I don't like him. So, yeah, I'm so over him. I'm not saying she's great either, but I like yeah. her more than him. I still want answers too, but this I is want not answers cool too about it. Yeah, there yeah. are some sketchy shit that she does, and that you know we would like some clarification on. Yeah, this, this is not the way to go about it. No. They're so like explosive Ugh. and it's it's just it's just a recipe for disaster to be honest i don't think they're gonna work out i don't think so either yeah so where am i so he so she says that you know he should have protected her blah 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 she says that was one of the reasons her marriage ended so she tells us a story when she had her second child that her mother-in-law literally said I want mm. sons. Mm. I don't need 10 daughters. Mm. Then how about you push them out, bitch? Mm-hmm. I, she literally... They'll do it to you every time. She literally just pushed a baby out. Right. And you're telling her, I don't need... I didn't ask her what you needed. Exactly. Did Disgusting. I ask your opinion? Disgusting. Oh, So that's why part of the reason, part of the reason why that their marriage didn't. That explanation, I can understand her a little bit better. Yeah. 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 I can can get what she's talking about when she's saying he didn't intervene, he didn't protect her. Because she's looking for that. Clearly, she's had a bad experience, right? Yeah. And trust me, after pushing out a baby, you're dealing with all this postpartum. Your hormones are way out there. This is the last last thing you want to hear. Exactly. So it must have been a really traumatic situation for her. Absolutely. Ugh. Yeah. She's really insensitive. So she says, you know, I won't forget what my ex did and I'm not going to forget what Riley did. Right. So apparently she said that she texted him and then she blocked him. So (laughs) both of them people blocked each other. (laughs) Oh my God. And then the next day he's going to act like, oh, I didn't read it. Sorry, you read it. 
Yeah, he says, "Oh, I I didn't <laughs> I didn't read the text message." Um, but I guess like I should, huh? Yeah, like it was good, bro. You read it already. You read it a million times, and you were fuming. <laughs> I took a screenshot of the little bit we could see, and basically she said to him, "You are supposed to protect me over here. You trample and insult me." You don't deserve to be a man. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you marry me not to marry her? Huh? Her? Who's her? <laughs> it's a language barrier, language barrier. <laughs> okay. He has no right to question me like an interrogation cop. If you come to Vietnam to meet my family, my family is allowed to ask you questions i guess i come to your country you ask me and then that kind of cuts off at that point so i wonder based on this like did she actually text production and then they forward and say here this is for you and they forwarded it on to him i wonder because the wording seemed a little off but anyway i think it's probably like one of those talk to text app like maybe using yeah I, you I know think- what she said that in her in the moment so i wonder if she said let me just hit record <laughs> right and, and do talk to text yeah. yeah i don't think i don't think she forwarded anything i think she she recorded it translated it is what it is she didn't proofread because she's heated and boop send oh my god yeah so, um i mean their reaction to you know the messaging situation is again immature they're so yeah. hard-headed they're so toxic together yeah he he wants her to approach her to approach him first and vice versa and it's like like where are the yeah. adults where that was my they? that was my next thing was that they where are the adults it's true like i'm confused I you, I'll, I'll talk to you if you reach out to me i'm not reaching out to her if like yeah both he, of you need to girl you're so she's funny. 42 he's 48 this is fucking ridiculous she's already been in a marriage a failed marriage she's already he's had been in two failed relationships one ended in the closet and the other one was ghosted exactly so let's say these are seasoned people okay yeah. this is not my first relationship let's let's do a little bit better like i don't uh-huh. know yeah so this is great so riley he in the next scene he tells us that he ended up hiring a tour guide so he said you know i'm in vietnam i want to take in the sights that's right and the person that he is going to be with is riding like a motorcycle. So he's in the back of this motorcycle. I'm going to get there real quick because I got a joke. Uh, okay. So, you know, he's taking around the city. So we see that they kind of pass um, Ho Chi Minh Opera House, the Food District, Phu Mai Bridge, um, other beautiful. place. I'm not going to lie. It's gorgeous. Like I literally said, I'm like, I want to go so bad. Yeah. One of my um, dream trips is actually Thailand, but hey, yeah. Thailand's expensive. Vietnam but... in there. Like, exactly. Yeah. Thailand, Philippines. Yeah. Let's go. So the joke is, I saw it in my Facebook group and I had to, I just about died. So do you remember the Lizzie McGuire movie? Did you ever see the Lizzie McGuire movie? It's been a long, long time ago. No, I used to watch a show. I don't remember the movie. So there was a movie that she did like early aughts and she goes to Rome and she meets this guy. I think he was a singer or something like that. She meets this guy and he literally takes her on the back of a motorcycle and just like takes her around Rome. They did a, literally did a side by side video of fucking Lizzie McGuire on the back of a motorcycle oh and Riley on the back of a motorcycle. It, it, this is oh awesome. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> wow. Send me that. <laughs> I'll see if I can find it. Um on the on the group. I saw it yesterday, so I'll see if I can find it. But it, it was great. The thing people on the internet can come up with, honestly. Under- I know. It's I would never. I would never draw that. Compared. I would never think of that. Never. Like you know wow. how long ago I saw Liz McGuire? Like twenty years ago. I'm not gonna remember right. that. Right. Whoever found out that that was great. Um. <laughs> so he says that he wishes he could have experienced this with Violet, but y'all are fighting. So he feels like you know maybe his reaction was a little too much. Now he feels bad. I'm like, okay, so now I see you backpedaling. Okay. Right. Um, so hold on. I'm, I gotta read my handwriting. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, he brings up the ex-girlfriends, you know, trapped in the closet, ghosting one. Yeah. We've heard, we've heard the story. So then the tour guy takes him to, I guess, like, bar of some sort and <laughs> Riley says you doing anything later <laughs> what the fuck and he says no he's like well come have a cigar with me come on don't you think production kind of prompts yes as well yes he has nobody to talk to we got to move the story along like yeah we had to make this interesting we can't see him like talking to himself about it anymore yeah, boring. blocked violet like who else is there <laughs> exactly you know nobody else in the country exactly yeah um so yeah, so the tour guy says, "Yeah, sure, I'll come and have a cigar with you," even though he you doesn't actually that, smoke a cigar. You tip the hell out of that tour guide because oh. he's the most. I feel like he's a bad tipper. Oh, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so he tells the tour guide everything about what happened with Violet, and this tour guide, y'all, is about to feed, read him for fucking Phil, and I'm here <laughs> for it. So he actually says that she's crazy. If there's any men listening to this fucking podcast, mm-hmm. don't call a woman crazy. Because if you call us crazy, we'll show you crazy. Right. Violet was not being crazy. You right. and your friend were being crazy. Right. Anyways. So the target guy tells Riley that family here in Vietnam actually means family. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean she's like a sister. Mm-hmm. And this is what Violet said too. And he said, like, maybe that's why she just wasn't taking this very well. Um, and as I said, Riley says, you know, I really regret my reaction. I regret that. Mm-hmm. How much loneliness changes shit. Right. Um, and I'm sure it's only been a couple of hours. I feel, yeah. Mm. I feel like it literally it's been a day. Right. Um, so the tour guide tells him, you need to apologize. If yeah. you want to, you, you need to apologize. And and then when Riley says to the to the guy, I know I blocked her. He said, "You blocked her. You don't have no right to block her. She should block you." I said, "Sir, if only you knew. She is blocked." Exactly. Um, And he says, "You listen. You need to unblock her. You need to apologize." And you know, let me find out. This is her cousin, Loki, or somebody. Yo, this is a serious setup. Like, let me find out. Because this is what it's it's giving right now. It really is. <laughs> Holy. So he says that, you know, he realizes that maybe he should be maybe approaching this relationship differently. No fucking shit. Right. And he hopes that 
you know, he did not lose her. I hope she lost you, though. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I hope she washes her hands and feet of you. Thank yeah. mm. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so next we're going to talk about Christian and Cleo. Yes. All right. There's not a whole lot here, but we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. So Cleo tells us that, you know, him being in England has been good and bad. He's been there for two days. So oh, they deciding to go to, I guess, like a farmer's market that she really likes. And um, they're at like this favorite, one of her favorite venues or whatever, vendors or, or, or whatever it is, where it has like crystals and that kind of shit. If you're into that shit, um, <laughs> he ends up buying her a bracelet. I can't remember what the person said that the bracelet is for, but whatever. So she did tell him about like what she goes through as an autistic person. She's said this, he said this, but he said, you know, I guess just being a person, he's kind of now starting to realize her limitations, what this means. And again, we've talked about this in length in previous episodes. Everyone presents differently with autism. I've mentioned that I have a family member who's autistic. I didn't say who. Right. Um, so I see similarities, like I said, between that family member and Cleo, but everyone handles it differently. And he's now starting to see that. Um, he says that, you know, he probably needs to do some more research. And I said, you should have done it beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. A little too late for the research. Right. So they're at a fish and chips place. And y'all, he orders ribs. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's blasphemy. <laughs> literal comment was, who goes to a fish and chips place and orders ribs? Orders ribs. Right. Like, right. Get That's the fish. Perfect. To the UK flag. Do Britain not- is literally known for fish and chips. Exactly. Wait, and is that you- their actual national dish, though? Like, is it? I you- guess. <laughs> What's ours? Maple syrup? What is it? Canada? I- poutine. Yeah. Probably poutine. Yeah. I saw on Next Level Chef when they were cooking, like, national dish from places, and they it's one girl chose Canada, and it was yeah. poutine. And I was like, our national dish is fucking poutine? Of all things? People I thought like it was fucking something poutine. maple syrupy or like bacon and eggs or bacon and eggs. I don't know. I was like no so better. No, but I mean like with like maple bacon. Like uh, maple bacon like, sucks. Well, I, I don't eat pork, so I don't know. But right. I'm just like I, I thought it was something mapley. But poutine. Now, now bacon with maple syrup on it, like just you it just happens to just touch the bacon. Now mm-hmm. that's that's some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, just, but, just saying. And, and 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 since we're talking about Canadian dishes, J- Jamaica is, is Aki and Saltfish. Okay, yeah, so. Not, okay, this much I know. Okay. Let, we don't have to educate everybody else. Right. So, <laughs> um. So she tells him that, you know, she thinks like a typical first date should be them focusing on each other, not him trying to talk to other women. Exactly. Which she seems to have a problem with doing so he says you know i didn't really care about talking to those girls but you did and you went can, out of your way actually yeah and can we talk about the girls on the plane what is wrong with you sir shit sit down and watch your bomb movies and shut up 
Right. Anyway. <laughs> so he feels like he may have put a dap in like on the this the time they have and she's like no you didn't blah 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 and they um they seem to get passes a little bit saying they're in trial and error which is fair and um i mean it's one of the most mature things we've seen so far so far so 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 far i mean he's problematic in other ways (laughs) um so in the next scene he says you know this is the part where we put on the baby making playlist and i said Read the fucking room, sir. Right, right. You're in front of a trans woman who can't make a baby. Just genetically speaking, she can't do that. Right. So, and she's like, I don't think that would work for me. Right. I mean, at least she's, you know. She's she's leaning into it. Yeah. 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 He makes me uncomfortable. I'm sorry. Like Everyone's yeah. uncomfortable. It's fine. Yeah. Like, I have nothing to do with their situation, but like... <laughs> If this was my first introduction and experience into trying to understand, like, this guy is not it. Like, he's nope. not helping me on my way. Like, I think he is, he way is struggling with his sexuality. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's bi, if he's pan or what that is, but I think he needs to figure that out. Right. I, I personally think he needs to figure that out because I think he and I think his parents didn't help that either. Yeah. So, you know, but. Anyway, so he tells her that he has something for her. And he goes upstairs, he comes <laughs> back down, and guys, guess what? He came with his VR headset. Right. And I guess she's playing like a walking Zombie dead type yeah. thing. Um, right. I said, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I couldn't do VR. My brother has a VR set, and I've seen him with the whole thing, and you just kind of see him like waving in the air and shit. And it's like, I had one a long time ago. It actually gave me a headache. Like yeah, I it can do that. The, I don't know if it's because I wear glasses, but like it was really it made me. He dizzy. does too. Yeah, I could only play for literally maybe like two minutes, and then I'm out. He but, will play for hours. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I couldn't even last that long, but it no. definitely takes a toll on you. But listen, he he he's just not a romancer. This is not. Oh, we'll get there with somebody that you're just meeting and for the first time and like in person and like it's just not like this is something i would do now in my 10-year deep relationship like oh let's plan a fun night let's yeah. have some fun vr video games whatever yeah but if i just met my man and this is what he thinks fun is and it's not my personality and he doesn't get that by now after all you know however she does like video games so i think that's something they could bond on me personally but i mean it's if I were to read her right off the bat, I would say it's this is not it for right now. Yeah. You have a, limit, a limited time with her, and this is not something that I would want to You could be sitting with that glass of wine and getting to actually know each other in person. Right. You know? Yeah. Or yeah, just, that makes sense. Something, or even even if you were to do even a, like a, something a, like a board game or whatever, something else other than this. Yeah, play Monopoly. Yeah. <laughs> Something like more I don't know. Doing it together and maybe even yeah. learning something about each other. Or like even a drinking game, like with a little bit of fun where you're asking questions and then you get a little sip sip and then you're learning. You about can get out. like those low key, like not like in your face sexual shit, but you can get stuff like that, like at a sexual yeah. that's more low key that you can ask questions, get to know each other. Yeah, um more stimulating. Yeah. I mean, 
I have, I have, I have some of those ice cream fingers. Let's move. Kids are around. Kids are around. Let's move. Yeah. I, I didn't say nothing. That's all I said. That's all I said. I have dice. It's fine. <laughs> so anyway, he says that he does feel a little awkward right now. That's obvious. And he does wonder if they will be compatible physically because as he has said, she's trans. We yeah. know he said it a lot. Um, she does say to him, now they're like in bed or whatever. So she says to him, like, I think that we are both really attracted to each other. And this is where he tells her that normally he wants the woman to make the liar. first move. You're lying, sir. And shizzle. He's a liar. <laughs> and listen, and he's he's a Gemini. I'm also is, a Gemini. Is he? Yes. They've said it. She's oh, I a- didn't catch that. Yeah, in the very beginning. Remember, All right, so tell us from a Gemini perspective. Down. Well, remember when she sat down with the producers and she oh, was right. like, oh, you're a Libra. Right. You're this, yes, 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 yes. So right. we established at that point that he's a Gemini. He's an mm-hmm. extrovert, okay? Yes. I'm also a Gemini. I can attest to it. I mm. have an extroverted personality, but I'm mm. low-key an introvert because I prefer to be alone by myself, you know, in my own cocoon, if you will. Okay. But when I'm out, I'm out. And I'm of the life of the party. I'm really talkative. I have that energy. I'm fun. I'm bubbly. But when I go home, everybody F off. Like, I don't know you. Don't talk to me. (laughs) Right? So, like, I don't buy it for a second. We are. It's making sense now. Yeah. We we are charming. And we know how to flirt. If there's one thing a Gemini knows how to do is, you know, flirt, get you aroused, get you get you hot and bothered and whatever. If you really wanted to, we lay it on. So for him to say that he wants a girl to take the first step, that's why I don't buy it because right. I know us Geminis, again, we're flirt, we're outgoing, we're talkative or whatever. I also understand his hot and cold personality because we get like that too. Yeah. Like one minute, we're so madly infatuated with you like this is great this is awesome we're vibing and then the next minute we take a huge step back I don't know why it fucking happens but it happens so again from an astrological point of view I get why he's like that but it's not something that we can explain like to say you know this is what caused it and why he's like that but I still don't believe that he's not the type to make the first move. Look how he approached those ladies. Uh, just struck, struggle yeah. a conversation with them yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. You know? That, exactly. that, that lends me to believe. And look how he was with his friends. He was in the middle twerking and shaking that thing. And, you know, he's the life of the party. He's not some kind of shy guy that's sitting there waiting for a girl to know. No, I think he's definitely, I think he's a bullshitting. But I think the reason he's bullshitting is because he's scared. Yeah. He, this is unknown to him and he doesn't know what to do again but i think he needs to voice that to her yeah he's waiting over his head and i think yeah. if he were to be a little bit more transparent with her and express his i don't know his struggles with this it, let's just call it struggles or whatever because we don't know mm-hmm. i think it would be better because him not do, doing that it's allowing her to Create these things in her right. mind. Yeah. That's making her even more insecure. Exactly. Because she's expressed that she's insecure about certain Because she things. has dealt with people not accepting her as a trans woman before. So her mind immediately is going to go, is he not accepting me? 
So you just need to put that right out there and say, this is where I'm at and be patient with me or whatever. Like, do you, you know, the fact that you're not addressing it is what makes you kind of garbage right now. Exactly. Um, But Cleo says that, you know, she doesn't make the first move. Okay. Um, And he says, you know, I just need to feel wanted. The women that you talked to on the plane, sir, didn't want you, but yet you went there and did that. So come on. So she says in her in the moment that, like you, she doesn't buy it. She does not buy this at all, that he's very forward usually. So the fact that he's now saying, you know, I don't want to make the first move, it just doesn't make sense with her at all. I think he has an internal battle that he's fighting and he has to sort through it. And um, I don't think his friends or no one's helping. No one's helping. Didn't help with that i think they just muddied the waters for him even more her, his friends are garbage yeah. except for that one friend to took him to the airport his friends are garbage <laughs> yeah so i i don't know i don't know he he has a lot to work through i think and i don't yeah. think he should be in this particular relationship at this time until he sorts through his yeah. things because yeah. right now he's just going to mess this girl up I and agree. she's already going through a lot, right? Like, again, her insecurities and even where she's at in her transition. Like, she even talked about her body and her appearance and how she, you know, I think she said she wanted boobs and all these things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you don't feel desired by a man on top of that, it's like, it can really take a toll on you too, right? So, exactly. I don't know. I think it's a him problem. I think he needs to work through that all right well that's it on christian and cleo this week next time on guys gino and jasmine and whips Good i feel Lord. sick i feel nauseous Listen, this season has been so heavy with the sex. this is why toe is great guys and listen ava hasn't started uk yet mm-hmm. tell her she needs to start uk because I just started before it's, we hopped on this, and I saw chicken, something about a chicken. I love you, chicken. Yeah, so I saw that. Yeah, okay. That's it. And that's where I, I left off before I hopped on this. So oh. good. So good. Hi, hi everyone. <laughs> good job. <laughs> hi. So then Misha confronts Nicola about the day before with the friend, Wasim. And that, you know, communication has been difficult, she says. Um, <laughs> Amanda meets the friend from the first episode, the girl, in this real short-ass bikini. Like, there's nothing covering much. I'm just saying. Um, and she does ask Amanda, you know, do you love him? And she says yes. And she's like, you know, though, when I look in your eyes and his eyes, this looks like you want to kill him. And I said, you know what? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Statler says um Statler meets Dempsey's dad as we've discussed and Dempsey actually says in front of her father that Statler has a thing for English girls not a good Why? idea to <laughs> say that to yeah, okay what do you think of this uh this girl this Dem- Statler yeah I do like her I think that she's hypersexual which is fine to be hypersexual but i think i don't know I, d- I do like her but i think right now the 90 day universe doesn't particularly like her at the moment um yeah i find her a little i mean it's obvious she's quirky 
Yes. <laughs> you know, but sometimes like I, I can't. She's too, she's, she's a lot in certain areas. It's a lot of, it's a lot of moving parts with her. And I'm just like, no, yeah. fucking calm down. Well, she probably can't because she has ADHD, but. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. you know what? 90 day, you got to give it to them. Like they, they cover a lot of bases. They introduce us to a shit ton of different people. We have two ADHD people right now going. We have her and then we have Holly on tow. And then we also have a deaf, right? Yes, David. So I mute mean, like, at, di- mute as well. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, we're 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 broadening the horizons. Exactly. You know. I mean, it's a. I. I. It's not that I. I hate it, but it's just like it's it, with with Statler. I'm just like there's just some moments that I'm just like, are you are you okay? Like no, just breathe for a second. You're gonna be fine. She had a parasite, you know. So like, maybe it's a parasite. <laughs> that I don't think she actually has. Um, so then we see Cleo is crying and she says, you know, he's lying about their intimacy. What? Mm-hmm. Oh boy. What could what? that be? And then y'all be to see Tyra. He's going to meet the real Carmela who really gives a shit. Anyway. <laughs> he needs to get all the oh, way off this damn show. So tired of the storyline. No, no, other guys and David who had this whole experience at least his girl was eventually real oh david and alana yeah <laughs> at least she was eventually real That's, there's no even there. maria even maria was real guys but like this there's no way in hell like you no. had oh no 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 we already know this is a man let's say his name was christian day one. Oh, maybe it's her husband you know he is so deluded come what? on i think i think production just wants to keep him on this can't be real. oh yeah oh yeah they want to make him look like a fool yeah he That's- can't be really and with his sister there who's you know level-headed who i actually really like like come mm. on he can't be that dumb. no he's so desperate he believe he's desperate yeah this is a 30 year old version or however old he is with his ukulele in the park he <laughs> he's desperate anyway <laughs> Guys, that is the end of the episode. If you liked what you heard, share reality T times two with all of everyone in your life. Yeah. If you liked us, make sure you hit follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Guys, we are now officially on iHeartRadio. We're also on another one called Deezer. I'll admit I've never heard of this before. And now we're on Google Podcasts. So you can get us there. Um, you can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you so choose. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're an avid YouTube user, you can listen to this podcast on YouTube by going to Reality Tea Times Two. If you want to connect with us, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reality Tea Times Two. And guess what else, guys? We are now on Threads, and you can find us on Reality Tea Times Two there. I will try my best to keep up with that. I, I give be patient with me. If you also want to connect with us, you can email us at reality times two at hotmail.com. We have a website that you can get to us and you can listen to all the episodes. You can get links to currently right now Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I'll see if Threads is available there. I'm not sure. Um, but you can get all of those links, listen to the episodes, and that is at reality times com. All of that information will be in our show notes. Well, I think that's it. Ava, is that it? 
That's it. All right. Okay. Thank you guys. Bye.